Well, did we, you just hold back a cough? I didn't. I'm I saying, well, because like I, I looked down and I saw the color changing. We're dropping frames. We don't know what's going on this morning. With Happy Monday to you. We're here. We are thankful for you. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for you, buddy. I'm thankful nice for all things orange, including this guy uh, sitting on the couch over here. What's up? That's a <laughs> oh gosh. That's a beautiful orange Sunday that, cool T-shirt. That T-shirt is is magnificent. Sunday cool. Just I feel a, like I just got one of those in the mail the other day. Yeah, I always, a beautiful man. I, I, this color is so nice, and um, I'm not a University of Texas fan, but like, uh, but burnt orange looks good on burnt you. Burnt orange is a great color. Everyone, everyone wondering who that is. Who's who's this surprise guest on the morning after ministry show? This is of course the one and only Frank the Tank, Frank Gill, Pastor Frank, uh, Reverend, the Reverend. I mean, I'm ordained. Re the Reverend. Yeah. Reverend Frank. All the way down from Milwaukee. Down from Milwaukee. And here's here's what I've learned about Frank. I don't know if, if he is aware of this, <laughs> but I've learned that when Frank is visiting your church and worshiping with you. Go on. He's a bit of a swayer. When the music hits just right, yeah. the boy moves. Frank, Frank, is this is this true? Do you sway in worship? Oh, I, I yes, I sway. I use arms sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a movement. I, I didn't notice this about your church. Your church had a good balance of just you know statues. Sure, it's a former and, Presbyterian as church. As well as a couple of people who were just like, Meh, you know, like a there was the hands one up. hand up. But there wasn't. I mean, there were, I mean, there was no ex Pentecostals as, as I was aware. There was no one. There were no flags. Um, there are no flags. You are in good company because Jerry says that he sways. Oh, good. I'm, I'm definitely Jerry a Jerry sways. So if Jerry sways... So what are, your, what are your favorite worship movements, worship postures, you know, worship I'm, positions? This is about as, as loose as I get. I'm a recovering Baptist. <laughs> so, I, you know, I. <laughs> I get the, you know, carrying something heavy is about the extent of, of CJ, what I CJ, yeah, he noticed the Bucky's hat. Of course, Frank is rocking the Bucky's hat. His favorite gas station. Now... Everyone's Here, favorite gas station. Bucky's is superb, but Wawa is pretty great as well. It is, but it's not as big. It's not as big. So many options. But the deli at section at you know the the sandwich made to order at Wawa versus the we know what you like and we're gonna make it for you at Bucky's. I they're both great. Okay. Better toys for the kids at Bucky's. Okay, switch switch away from. I mean, yeah, I think Bucky's is the greatest gas station in the country. It, it's like. Cleanest bathrooms. They have brisket for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The decor in the it, bathroom it, looks like a home goods. <laughs> the decor, in the, the decor they sell like Hobby Lobby stuff in the in the actual bigger. Put that aside. I just I, I want to talk about this for a second. Um, since being in Tampa, so it's now been like my third day in Tampa. I've been to Publix like four times. Obviously, and I've had like three subs since I've been here. What? How does any sandwich place stay in business here? The subs are so good at Publix. For those of you outside the Southeast, we're sorry, but <laughs> Pub Subs, as us locals call them, they're they're delicious. They're fantastic. They're amazing. If you didn't know, Frank Gill came to Lakeview Church yesterday. Well, that's because yesterday was Sunday, and this this is the morning after. Welcome to the morning after ministry show. A caffeine feud look back on the week and ministry that was. Jeff Gore says that he is a recovering tech person still figuring out how to be in the crowd. I get it. But, but you're there, Jeff. You're there. Your son is there. Your wife is there. It, it, their son sits in worship every... It's awesome. I love it. It, it is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Jerry's never heard of Bucky's. What? 
Jerry lives under a rock. I think he lives in Virginia, but <laughs> Jerry, time to crawl out of the rock. The there's one. He was also very offended by Alabama. My, he was offended Georgia? by my Instagram post because I, I had highlighted our 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 nativity set, and I think I think there was there was a magi there, and Jerry was like, "You got to get that that off." The magi shouldn't be there yet. I agree. I don't know how it was my kids who set that up. I'm assuming they snuck it in there. We we also did our Christmas setup after church yesterday. This yep. is like way down on our list, but we can talk about it. Well, we, Jerry Jerry brought it up. But we we set up and the Magi certainly drew the most attention. <laughs> really? Yeah. Huh. Not the Christ child. I don't know what that says about our church. We wow. must like gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But the, I haven't even gone over to the worship center. So what's the what's the typical setup? I mean, do you have thirty year old decorations or we probably some of them are actually older. We have <laughs> no, like in a good way. We have something called sure. uh, Christmas, which are it looks like a set of ornaments. Okay, but they tell the story of Christmas through these very specific symbols. Love it. And I think it was an old Presbyterian heritage thing. And so we have handmade Christmas on one of our two trees. Or we have two big trees and then a couple smaller trees on the stage. The Advent candles and wreath a few other wreaths and i think just one nativity set as of now we love christmas and then the rest will be going up in the week the outside decorations our churches love christmas jeff gore says it's better than this new trend of minimalist nativities the ones where they practically leave out jesus oh i saw one that was a nativity made out of folding uh masks i thought that was really funny because if you fold the mask just the right way you can Make it look like Earl Joseph says, with the staff. I'm coming to Tampa, but I'm just going to hug Tim and completely ignore Andrew. Earl, what? I'm he's, sorry. He is, he's I'm still so, better. He's very sad. At least he told us he was coming to Tampa. I mean, that'd be like a friend going to a town that you live in and then not telling them that you're there until after but, they get back. But you don't understand, Tim. I do you, understand. You've never, you been, tell your you've never been to DFW. It's a very, it's a big place. <laughs> I was west of 75. My arms are I'm sorry. wide open, Earl. I was east of 75 almost the entire time. Because as a true Earl friend, lives in Burleson, a.k.a. the Nozzle Rub, which is west now he's of, fun of 35W. That Earl named it the Nozzle Rub. It's okay. It's Burleson Back Road. Back, back Road? Backwards. There we go. It's It would be like if I was in Lakeland and you were on Clearwater Beach. You're like, dude, you didn't come see me? Close enough. Not that close. Close enough. It is not that close. It's a good hour and a half. Well, Frank was in which town. Which is and, as long as the flight was. And guess what? He came to see me. He did. His, Andrew, Andrew was group texting us on Saturday. I, he was, you know. Well, Frank was like, I don't know which of your churches I'm going to go to. I'm going to go see one. He was like, hey, buddy, wh- which church are you going to tomorrow? And I, Frank took a while re- to respond. Really? He texted <laughs> me privately. He's like, is this going to hurt Andrew's feelings? I'm like, no, Frank, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Frank, go ahead and tell him what's what, going to happen. What happened was I was I was almost done with the sermon. I was like, all right, how much extra oomph do I put in this? Well, let's see if Frank is coming. <laughs> and uh, when he said he wasn't, I was like, okay, good. I can relax because... When a pastor friend is there, it's different. The, there's a, it's a different kind of pressure. It's a, it's a, it is. Also, I know that Frank's feeling. dog had has traveled with him down to Florida from Wisconsin, and sure. we have outdoor seatings. We have dogs at church. Yeah. He tried to bribe Frank to get to his church because he said your dog can come. I'm to just you. saying, your do- his dog could have come. Would his dog have been welcome at Lakeview? Absolutely. You know, there are some thirty-six ch- acres. There's some churches that actually have hard stances. Not even like like dogs that are there for like. People who need them for, you know, vision. Mm-hmm. They, they, you can't bring the dog in because some people consider that as um, lack of orderly worship. How do you feel about that? 
I think that everything that has breath should play, praise the Lord. Oh, okay, St. Francis of Assisi. I <laughs> and like so, it. CJ says I'd also avoid Andrew. CJ uh, sounds like he has Rona again. I said the same thing when I came. I have in. A, it's just what this. Is it is this nostril. He didn't tell Frank or myself that he doesn't sound good. I feel fine. Fixing to go on vacation. I got home from church yesterday, and I slept for like three and a half, four hours, and I feel great. Part of the issue was. So we had a guest worship leader on Sunday, yesterday was Sunday. This, this is the morning, morning after. <laughs> we had a guest worship leader yesterday because our worship leaders were out of town. Uh, my buddy Steve was in leading worship, and so I was coming in just to get stuff set on, set on, set up, and you turned can't even on. Think straight to the the Rona getting the sound fog. system and the TVs and making sure the screens were all making sense with his lyrics and everything. So I knew I was coming in a little bit earlier. Than I typically do. I usually get in eight thirty to nine o'clock ish on a Sunday morning for a ten for a ten o'clock service. I know you're in at six thirty. Can't help but, it. I don't sleep good on Saturday nights. I'm, I'm ready to rock and roll. I knew Frank was going to be there, so I wanted everything to be top notch. Well, I went to bed about midnight on Saturday night, as I do, as you should. And typically, it's a little bit late. Typically, it's a little late. I, well, it's college football, so typically I would take some melatonin. But I knew I was getting up a little bit earlier. You're talking about your sleepy time gummies. I did not want to sleep <laughs> through the alarm, and so I said, "No, I'm not going to do it." So at three fifty, I'm laying in bed, knowing my alarm is going off at seven ten, and I said, "Fine, I just I, I will take one melatonin." And so I think the head cold is as much. I had a hard time sleeping, and that just made everything worse. And now you're laughing at me. I'm laughing because Jerry says no offense. But Andrew sounds like death warmed over. <laughs> oh, that is Thank your, you. your T-shirt of the week, ladies and gentlemen. They'll Thank be you. up on our merch page soon. Sounded Andrew sounds like death warmed over, which was exactly what I said when I got here. Frank, I'm what fine. was it like? I'm uh, fine. You're on vacation and you still came. Is that, a, is that a normal thing for you to go to church even when you're on vacation? Especially in the day and age of Epicos streaming. You could have just gone you to could. your church online. I could have. Actually, I was I was getting a bunch of messages because there were streaming issues at my campus no. too. but that's not the point the I, i've actually had this uh, i've thought about this before when you're on vacation even when you're in ministry should you are you obligated do you feel like you should be visiting another church i don't necessarily have a good answer for that because like on my way back to uh wisconsin i'll be driving through on a sunday so i'm not going to be stopping at a church but uh but you can tune in i could tune in you can tune in i just felt like to like you i you two <laughs> You know, my buddy Jeff, my buddy Dell, you know, I am now at the age where I have friends who preach on Sunday morning at their churches. You know, before this, I would have a bunch of youth pastor friends. I'm not going to go to sure. Would so, you as an adult on a Wednesday night go visit? Go crash somebody else's. I, I have. I have. I have. <laughs> I have. But usually as a senior pastor, I have. Yeah, but usually. Like, I crashed Lakeview's youth group on hey, Wednesday night. That's right. Like I, was, I, was, I was delivering shoeboxes. You were dropping off OCC shoeboxes. But this is a good conversation. We've, we've had this a little bit before because we, we do vacation. Yeah. Once or twice a year. So what do you do? Do you, do you, do you church it up while you're on vacation? Is this the day of the live stream so you can tune into your own service and fret and stress because you know there's going to be some sort of tech issue because you're not there? Yes. Or I, just be frank and come to Lakeview. Or if you are vacationing in a different time zone than you live, you can do both. True that. That's what, that's what I did this summer. I watched our church. That's right, you did. On the way to another church. That had a terrible website. It was you, not you good. didn't even know when their starting It was not was. good. It was bad. CJ says, Frank, you could stop by the ARC experience here in Kentucky. You know, you that's could. like the 
fifth person that's told me on the way back <laughs> home to stop for as many times as on the practically pastoring podcast. We've, we've, we've mocked kind of the made fun experience. of them. People still want us to go. Here's the thing. I would love to go to the Ark Encounter. I would love to do a podcast from the Ark Encounter. Here's the, I would lo- <laughs> we would love to do the podcast on the top of the Tower of Babel when they build that. I was, and see what languages I, we start saying. I assumed you were waiting for the Babel to be done. I just don't think it's a good idea to build a Tower of Babel. Well, Jake says, I love visiting other churches on vacation. I, don't have to, I love this. I don't have to solve any problems. Mm. I don't have to stick around. I just get to sit in church, which, let's be honest, we as pastors on Sunday, we never, never get, get to, to do. do. But I'll... Oh, that is creepy. That was a jinx. I will say this is um, I thoroughly enjoyed sitting in your service. This is not just me like propping you up because you're my buddy or my Appreciate friend. That. Dude, we're buds. The worship was tight. Good. Um, it, it was cool being in a sanctuary that um, I guess being in my church for so long that doesn't have the main focus be a giant screen. Like you guys had like two, you know, larger TVs in the back, but like it was not the focal point. It was just sure. support. The worship was tight. Dude, your preaching was killer. I love just like the community, like the familyness. The elder that did the announcements, he made a really funny joke about turkeys. He's uh, on fire. He uh, is on fire. And then literally, like I've only seen pictures, but Lakeview Church is literally a church with a Lakeview. Like the whole it's time. In the name. <laughs> what a what a good name for a church. It is in the it name. So Frank, I think we need to go here and 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 just just be real with me. Yeah. Because you've now visited several churches, you know your own church and your people very well. Is there in the multiple campuses of of Epicos? Is yeah. there such a thing as church people stereotypes? Yes. Where, whereas you just know when you see that person, you're like, I have one of those people in my church too, and you can chime in here too, boys and girls, because you might have these in your church. So. And I think before we get into this, there are some churches that have an abundance of one of these, yeah. sure, over the others, and it's just very interesting. It's but like, most churches, I would say, probably have the same handful the of same seven or eight people yeah and then it's which or if we were enneagram people we'd say the same nine people <laughs> you could say just that. which uh w- all right yeah. so did, did you spot any classic church people stereotypes there, at Lakeview? there's there's for sure well i'll say this there's for sure four <laughs> the first one is the overzealous greeter and i'm, and I'm by overzealous it. i'm not saying these aren't can, bad no, these, these aren't bad things. not bad at all not, not bad at all continue yeah especially if you're a visitor he he doesn't know that you're in the game. He oh, doesn't know that no. But he the, the the greeter definitely did that game where he's like, "Do I know you? Do I not know you?" Now I will say this: I'm not saying there wasn't a lot of people of color at your church, but I stood out. It <laughs> 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 was very brown outfit. Tim <laughs> said to me, t- to me this morning, "It was so cool to look out and see Frank." There was a big brown guy at church, and it was awesome. <laughs> but uh, there was a guy who looked at me, and I just said hi, and I was like glad that he was saying hi to me. That was encouraging, but you know, I think it was trying to figure out if he knew me or not. Uh, the sound guy who has long hair who looks like he may have been in prison that's for sure kind of a qualifier that you see in a lot of churches. Like, I love I, whatever he was, I was like, I bet he's killing it. Also, he did something I've never seen before. Was he like harmonizing? Yeah, because he had a microphone in yeah. the sound booth. So he does he does backup vocals from the board because he has an amazing voice. That's gangster. I he has an that. amazing oh, I didn't voice. Know that. It's so so good. Chris, you are the man. Yeah, I love it. Um, the, the, also, the, like, be in the praise band, but not be like, I don't need to be on stage. Right. That's like, you know what? I'm gonna sit back here. My instrument is this board. No one needs to see me. Just so that, you know, his his favorite band is is Need to Breathe, and he can match the vocalists. Like, that is so cool. It's awesome. And he did a good job. It sounded really good in that room. Um, two more people that I saw that I thought were the kind of awesome stereotypes. The bass player 
had like way too much unnecessary equipment. Like he had like he had like a 1990s Bose headphones on For that sure. were silver. That's his jam. And I don't think you guys have in ear monitors. <laughs> you guys had like a floor wedges. We we have you, you, we have the option. So it's like oh. the plug in the yeah. So I love that there's just like so much equipment that guy had. <laughs> and then and then this person I want to say this Jenna because I, I I don't want to say this derogatory in a way, but there was a there was a woman I saw that was like sign languaging they doing sign language she during worships worship. through sign. And, yes. and I was trying That's to determine cool. if she was doing real sign language or if she was doing that Christian thing that people just make up. <laughs> I know this is Jesus, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they just no, make she's up legit. That's, she's very, very much worshiping through sign. She's like, awesome. I feel like there's a lot of people at different churches. You always have that one person that like, I'm going to worship my own way, whether it's sign language, whether it's flags, whether it's just like... I brought my own tambourine. I brought my own tambourine. There's always that one person. So those are the four I saw that I'm like, oh man, we have a couple of those at Epic Coast too. You have to. So we ha- you uh, have to have them. One of the churches I grew up in when my family was living in Western Pennsylvania, they had a deaf ministry in the church. And so my sister learned sign language and was on the interpret- interpretation team. And there were, was an Amish community because it was Pennsylvania, but there was nobody in the Amish community that spoke sign language. And so... <laughs> This deaf girl that got services from the public school would come to the Baptist church because that way she could go to church and it would be interpreted in sign language. Wow. And so our church had this neat co-ministry with the Amish community because of sign language. You never know. Todd says, I've worked at three churches now, and there are at least five people who are basically identical at every single one I've worked at. (laughs) Jake says every church. We didn't has even that discuss the homeschool family that every church has. Jake says every church has that group of old ladies that are incredibly sweet, but also slightly judgy. <laughs> Listen, we're in Florida. We can't talk about that. <laughs> Jeff says morning after ministry after show church roasts. <laughs> like you church members, I love each one of you with all of my heart. This is definitely not a roast. This is just a speaking chat. of roasts. I'm hungry. hungry. I love a good roast. Nothing wrong with a good roast. Good. What, what's your go-to? Frank was posting about his favorite Thanksgiving sides. And this got heated. I don't know if you follow him on Instagram, but people were getting very, very upset at what Frank likes and what he doesn't like. So, Andrew, what's your go-to I'm side? I'm a casserole guy. Any casserole? Well, Sweet specific, potato casserole? It's, I've talked about this before, but it's called Bob Jones casserole. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah, back yeah. in the day, my parents went yeah. to Bob Jones University. They were not allowed to leave for Thanksgiving break. The one good thing of the institutional Thanksgiving dinner was this casserole. And they gave out recipe cards. And so to this day, my family still makes it. The key, it's a green bean casserole with white shoe peg corn. That's the difference. The shoe peg corn. Wow. My wife's been making a stuffing with with uh, ground up sausage in it. And it Ooh, is I, uh, next level. Like Stovetop, sometimes you're like, why would you go through all the work of real stuffing when stovetop is so good? But if you put sausage in the stuffing, you win. Gary says every church has the sound tech dude that believes he's running the church single-handedly. <laughs> also, Jerry loves corn casserole. I, I do love me a good corn casserole. Frank, what was at the top of your list as far as Thanksgiving sides go? There was lots of carbs. So stuffing, <laughs> stuffing, mac and cheese. Yep. I did a shirt. Uh, a friend of mine posted it. It said an old African proverb, mac and cheese is more important than turkey. <laughs> and it's so true. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, why is that an old African proverb? Because because it's a black guy and a black guy posted it. That's what he posted. It. That's what he said. <laughs> and for the record, Tim and I did not say that. <laughs> no, we didn't. Brown guy did. The 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 Cuban guy on the couch is one who said it. Well, speaking it's of cool. Cuban guy, speaking of Cuban guy, my dad used to say that turkey was disgusting. That it's a it's a waste of dry meat to eat or whatever <laughs> and so we, we would do like roast pork so you get the public like that, that roast pork yes we had that every thanksgiving 
Uh, where, where are you doing your Thanksgiving, Tim? We are leaving Wednesday to go to Jacksonville. So okay. we will be in Jacks on Thanksgiving. Fun uh, fun thing you could do right now, says Todd. He, they're doing a sides-giving bracket challenge on their youth Instagram page. Kids are eating it up. <laughs> nice. Fun. Final four <laughs> is down to pecan pie, oh. mac and cheese, stuffing, and okra. See, oh. mashed potatoes. How did that make the top of the How list? How did okra make the top of the list? was the sleeper. Like, oh. they shouldn't even have got into the tournament. Mashed Somehow potatoes and gravy is probably my all-time favorite yeah. food But on okra, the that is the but Cinderella thing. How in the world? How does biscuits not be there? <laughs> like, any, literally anything. Is it fried it, okra? I would. It, it has to be. Oh. You can't it eat okra to be. How else would you Kill eat okra? And pecan pie? Pumpkin pie is better. Man, I'm judging this youth group. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Todd, we're we're all a little bit worried for but you. But stuffing makes sense. Stuffing, stuffing, we can stuffing agree. is good. Also, you can eat stuffing all year round. I know it doesn't seem like it, but you're allowed to. You can Todd says, okay, there, he's in stuffing. South Carolina. We love us some okra. We'll, we'll give you that. We'll give you that pass, Todd from South Carolina. Matt says, I'm literally posting that to our story as we speak. Hey, I, we're so glad you could join us on the morning after, where we give you practical advice there that you, you can go. apply each and every week. That's not true. Very yes. rarely can you do anything with what we say. All right. I got to get into what happened to me this week. I think it was Tuesday. You didn't even tell me. I just, it's on the show notes. I'm, we were I'm busy. In, it was intrigued. a busy ministry week. I'm intrigued. So I, we got a phone call here in the office. Someone needed to talk to the pastor. I go to your church. I need to talk to the pastor. It's urgent. And it seemed urgent. So I got an email at Should you be talking about this? 918 because I was still at home. And Glenn, our admin, was like, hey, someone's calling for you. They say they need you. She said she worships here. I've never heard this name in my life. And so First red flag. I think this is weird. I get the name. I get the number. And I go to call. I'm like, no, I'm going to wait till I get into the office. I'm not going to call this person from my cell phone. Smart. So I call. We play phone tag back and forth all day Tuesday. Nothing. Can't get a hold of them. Uh, a lot of busy signals, which is weird because when do you ever get a busy signal these days? Mm. So Wednesday, they call back to the church office. Glenn gets it, and I really need to talk to the pastor. Poor Glenn. This is you know, and so we're trying to figure out who this is. But this is a family emergency. We need to talk to the pastor. And I'm thinking, if this is a family emergency, anybody that goes to our church has my number, my wife's number. They're all in the directory. Anybody who has been to our church, literally, you could come in once and grab a directory and have my number. It's not I don't hide my number. But then she says, uh. I, I reply to an email that she has then sent to me because Glenn gave her my email address. And she said, hey, can you text me? That's easier. No and boy. I think, nope. Oh, boy. Not going to do it. That's so another red, There's after, a lot of red flags in this story We're talking so probably 15 calls. We finally get her. And, of course, it's the story of, hey, we just need a couple nights in a hotel. Mm-hmm. I've, I've worshipped there before. And I'm like. I don't think you have. So they're playing the I've worshipped at your church before, so you should so you should me a hotel room. give us give us money oh. because there's there's mm-hmm. been a, a family emergency situation. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, you know, if you've worshipped with us before, you know that we're you know we're a small church. Yeah. At times we struggle to make payroll. We don't have you know. I can direct you to this ministry, that ministry, and within twelve seconds, it went from hey, we need a few nights hotel to well, don't you have those Visa gift cards that you can give out to people? It went from. I want, I, I need a couple nights in a hotel. Can the church pay for it? Two, do you have a $25 Visa gift card? In Something a, tells me you are not the first In a matter of 30 seconds. And I thought, man, that is impressive that you would, A, pivot that fast, wow. but also that you would know not just what churches typically do, but 
you know, we had talked about this on Practically Pastoring. Frank, with with you as the campus pastor at your church, you get that kind of call on a fairly regular basis, right? Yeah. And what is your strategy to field them? I try to point, we do have a benevolence minister, and we try to point them towards there. The good thing is, like, if your church doesn't have a policy, create policy. And so, therefore, you can just kind of say, we don't, we have a policy. We don't, I mean, some churches, like, we say, we, we our policies, we only do this type of benevolence for members, not just yeah. guests type of stuff. So, the church policy. I was at previously, we had a, we can, we can only help out once every six months kind of thing. Mm. And people would call to the day six months later. They knew it. And they, so it's, it's such a weird thing because as a church, we want to be there and we want to help people, but we also don't want to be taken advantage of. And it was just so funny to me that Glenn was like, you know, how can I help you? Can I put you through to Shirley? Because if someone really was worshiping at our church, they would probably want to talk to Shirley as <sighs> much as they would want to talk to me. This is tough. And then it was just, uh, here's, you know, I want to talk. I want, once I get to the pastor, I feel like I can get what I want. Right. Because, I mean, as pastors, we, we want to help people. We, we want to help. But it was just so – she was not willing to talk to Glenn uh, at all. She up. wouldn't give Glenn any information. Jerry says, man, saw that coming. My favorite line is, quote, I thought y'all were Christians. So we, we oh. had that. Ours was not a phone call. It was maybe five years ago. Uh, someone showed up on a Sunday morning and, and literally stood outside of our doors and waited for people to come out and then held their hands out asking for money. And it was right before second service, so I, I politely invited them to join us. I said, hey, you know, it's not cool that you're asking for money right now, but it'd be totally cool for you to come in and join us for worship at our next service, at which point the person got belligerent, shouted that line. I thought y'all were Christians, stormed out. It was it was ugly. I had one a year or so ago in our parking lot here mm-hmm. where someone was trying to get into the building and office hours were closed. It was, you know, 5.30 or so in the afternoon. I was the last one here. And I was like, you know, I'm so sorry we don't, there's nobody here. I don't have access to any of the accounts. I think it might have been when I was still relatively – no, it wasn't – I would say it was when I was relatively new on staff, but I was like, no, I don't have access to any of the accounts. Then she's like, well, you got a debit card, don't you? Wow. Wow. <laughs> and I was you like, know what? That's funny. Melinda says like, uh, my, my pastor – Yes, I do have a debit card, but I also have four kids. My pastor calls those ATM calls. As yeah. secretary, I've seen folks get nasty. That's yeah. literally what they did to you. You have a debit card. But it's like, but Sheesh. but what do you do? You wanna? Uh. I think you don't. You don't like. Uh, you just let that roll off your chin. I mean, those aren't those aren't your people, your congregation, and also those people. I mean, I think there's some people who are definitely in need, and they will, they will they will take your compassion. And so, like, if you say, "Hey, I won't buy. I won't give you a twenty five dollar gift card, but I will go with yeah. you to the gas. I'll go station, put some gas in your gas car." In your car They'll take that if they're actually in need. Um, you know, as a, as a person that has a food pantry in our campus, and we see people who are in need every single week, uh, those people are some of the most compassionate and understanding folks. I think there's a difference between people who are, like, actually in need and understand that they're not to take advantage of people's benevolence, but also at the same time, there's people who are just, like, see churches as people they can take advantage of. Yeah. And you got to be careful with that. There's a balance. I saw a post from a sheriff's office maybe Pennsylvania where you know someone was picked up for something and they was they were like a well-known panhandler mm-hmm. and they had like $192 on them from being on this one corner for three and a half four hours and this guy had multiple arrests and all the stuff and the sheriff's office was like you know hey the you think the three or four bucks is going to make a huge difference for this person this guy made 200 bucks in four hours 
like almost 50 bucks an hour. Exactly. So, you know, there's, there are, if you want to give, get involved at this ministry, this ministry, this ministry. CJ says starting in 2022, our church will be providing $50 worth of groceries for four families a month, and they can only That's come awesome. once every six months. This sounds like a, a well a laid plan. out plan and policy. That's only from a, assistance we are offering. Uh, there are other resources in our community. And Jerry says we have a, a ministry specific for handling those needs, but plenty of guidelines, also plenty of generosity. That's back to Frank's point on policy. Yeah. Did you see what Jerry, the other thing Jerry wrote? What do you say? That, that I, it's, it's amazing how like this is like a nationally wide thing where people say, hey, I need X amount of dollars to take a bus ticket back home. I'm trying to get to. It's like, man, is that is that like a book that someone read? Because like I, I, everyone, that's, that's what I it's wonder. It's so is common. It, why is it that there are the three or four common? It's always that I need a few nights in a hotel. We get that one mm-hmm. all the time, but we're also surrounded by hotels. It's I, I need to. I need, I'm just trying to get to this place. I need enough Here's, gas to get to wherever. I'm trying to buy a bus ticket. We get that one all the time. I don't know that I've ever bought a bus ticket. I I have not purchased a bus ticket frank are you an avid bus rider i i've never ridden like a greyhound bus i've just ridden buses for youth group man we should <laughs> we have we should take a bus tour group. <laughs> you, what if the the what practically pastoring slash morning after flash what if they went 15 on minutes with frank bus tour what if the podcast this is a great the podcasts are going on tour we're going to be we'll be calling in, you because in gonna, your city soon we're going to be we're going to be broadcasting from your church where you will or will not give us money to get on the next bus. And we're going to need money to get to the next <laughs> See, town. See, now I feel sure. like now I feel like I'm being mean. But, but, no, but that's a legitimate concern. But what if we did like get a, an RV and have <laughs> us three Dell and Jeff, We we stop in the South Carolina. We stop Baltimore. we stop in like some major cities and we have like a a podcast tour. It'd be fun. It'd be crazy. The podcast tour coming soon to a city near you. Jerry says <laughs> The man bus tour is hitting the thing <laughs> needs. This the man bus tour is the thing humanity needs. M A M. That's morning after yes. ministry. Oh my goodness. So, Todd Todd tells us that his favorite one was a guy who needed a bus ticket. I didn't have time to take him to the bus station. He said, "Oh, I can just take your debit card, go <laughs> buy the bus ticket, and I'll bring it right back to you." <laughs> All right. So I'm glad I'm not the only person who is dealing with this because I felt like wow. I was mean and awful, but also. CJ says, if we do the tour, we got to take a 15-passenger van. <laughs> Youth ministry. So yesterday. Was Sunday. It was the Sunday before Thanksgiving. It was a planned uh, Thanksgiving-type sermon for us. I had started working on a sermon in Philippians. And I thought, you know, I have in my archives a really good sermon on Philippians chapter 4. In your arsenal. And I was... I'm not gonna lie, I was. Your quiver. I was using a ministry pass graphics package. They have great graphics. They have, they're, they're so. Why good. would you have to lie? There's but nothing the, wrong with the it. little sermon prompts that they give. Yes, was good. directing me to Philippians chapter four. So I started to work through that, and I I had what I thought was a good illustration, and I had some application stuff towards the end, and I went to do the exegesis, and I was like, wait a second, I have the exegesis. Done. I have all of this. Ex- so it was. I think I added an extra three or four verses to what I had done. But the the bulk of the passage, I had a really good exegetical the meat sermon. Had already on been that prepared. The problem was was that my first Thanksgiving here, Thanksgiving of twenty seventeen, I had preached that. You prepared the meat, you froze it, and now should you get it out and thaw it out <laughs> except, for another meal? Except I digested it. <laughs> so this illustration, so this illustration is going to break down. This analogy <laughs> does not work. And so you know the for I was 
looking out at the congregation, I was like, okay, so let's say of the 60 people here, maybe 20 were here four years ago. They're going to remember the illustration before they remember the exegesis. That's what I was hoping. But but how, how soon is too soon to preach the same sermon in the same setting? So whether that's youth group, main service. Well, youth group is real easy every seven years. (laughs) <laughs> granted i'll give you that so how soon is, how soon too, is too soon, soon? Um, it was funny so we've got we've we've got people yeah. that are attending our church regularly they had been a part of the church i was at in seminal and then they were out and they the said hey we like this better the second time <laughs> well but in the original uh xg in fact if you want a thanksgiving sermon for this wednesday night it's a good the one. thank you note it's in the dym store but the issue is that, it, or not the issue, but at one point in one of the, in the exegetical part, it said, you know, here at Faith Church, the church I was at previously. Change the name of that. And I was just laughing because I was changing the name of the church, but the people that had, so it really was the third time I had preached that sermon in the past, <laughs> let's say, eight years, all around Thanksgiving. Okay, so this is... This isn't just but a random, I'm repeating a sermon. This, this is, is a Thanksgiving-specific. You have a holiday-specific sermon, <laughs> yes. and these holidays happen? Well, every year. Every single year. Every single so, year. So are we expected to have original content every single year when when you're watching the same Christmas movie every year? That's, that's what Ooh. I go to. If I watch It's a Wonderful Life and White Christmas every single year and love it, do I preach the same Five Christmas sermons. Todd every says year? no youth pastor ever stays anywhere for seven years. <laughs> That's so they true. just use it whenever they leave That's the church. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. Over to you, Frank. Uh, how how soon is too soon when it comes to repeating a sermon? Well, it's funny you say that because I preached this past Easter the John passage of the resurrection. And we're going through the book of John. And in January, I'm preaching, I have that same passage again. So I've been thinking through. Can I just can I just preach it to my campus? Can I preach it to the whole church and stuff like that? I think you just said a good point. People will remember your illustration yeah. before they remember your exegesis. If you change up the illustration and the application, I, sure. I, and really I, the application, unless there's a story in your yeah. application. I think I think you have first off, can you honestly say your people remember your sermon in seven days? No. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think like I think one, you can go back to the same text, you can go back to the same sermon. And I would say if you can kind of go to the, the illustrations at a different angle, and then I would say maybe even land the plane a little differently, you can definitely have uh, the same story. Because I, 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 I agree with you. Like, how many times can you preach the Christmas story or Easter differently? Yeah. I mean, and outside of like going to some obscure text and completely lifting it, or you do what some other churches do and make an Easter sermon out of like Job or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, figure that I'm not, out. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. This is something Andrew and I talk about every year. So um, we're actually using uh, you. You preached uh, an Isaiah series, an Advent series I did. last year. I did. So I, I have the manuscripts from that, and I've been working through those and tweaking, and we're going to be using uh, your material. Also, life is so much better if you can share a Dropbox with your buddy. Yeah. It, it really makes life a lot easier. Yeah, and I, I have no no shame in, no. in saying that, and I'll, I'll let my church know where, where this is coming from. I love it. I've got no problem with it. Especially because we're starting 28 weeks in Acts the Sunday after Easter. And I've got 50 I'm sermons. not going to use 50. That I'm going to give you. I'll do one chapter per week. I've got 50 sermons to give <laughs> you. If there's ever a time when you when you need it, you, you have it. 
I'm ready. Tim said something in his sermon yesterday that I wrote down. Oh, no. That I think really applies here. I'm ready. When it comes to, I, I think it was the context of Scripture, read, remember, rejoice, and repeat. Is that good? That was good. That was you, good. You, you get that re- right from a... Um, oh, so where'd you get that? <laughs> that can't be my, yours. One of my commentaries. And I, 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 I like highlighted, circled, underlined. Like, this, like, what a great reminder. Dude, you got some good little Baptistic kind of... There's a little kinda, bit in there. Uh, yeah, you have another one that said... Yeah, another one that said the Bible tells us what we need to know, not what we want to know. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Frank, Frank's all about those one-liners. I am all about the one-liners. They're sticky, sticky points. There you go. Um, a couple of comments coming in here. Laura says the question is: Have the people, be- have you heard it before, actually become more grateful? If not. There Lather, rinse, and repeat. There you go. So if you're reusing a thankful sermon and they are still unthankful, they need to hear it one more time. Jeff says it's better than the experienced preachers who continually use the same stories all the time. It's you, you got to mix up the illustrations. You can't you can't repeat a story. People remember those. People remember stories. They remember yeah. the stories. CJ says, I mean, you can't just completely blow the hermeneutics and put whatever application you want to whatever scripture you want. This is very true. Oh, he says, can't you? Oh no, you can't do that. That's bad. CJ. That that is bad. Bad. You know, newspaper smack you right on the nose. Bad. CJ just got punished. Bad. CJ. In the morning after finish just got so weird. We are a very serious podcast here. We take this very very seriously. Speaking of taking it seriously, we take serious the people who help make this show possible. Is it bad that I completely forgot about that part? What are you talking about? I don't know. No, we're so thankful for gettingreadyformarriage.com. It's also a an incredible resource if you're going through uh, some premarital counseling with a couple in your church or a family that you know. I'm a big fan of Chapter 7. If you get to Chapter 7, just just stop right there. That's all you need. And I mean, you, Then you, you want to rinse, lather, and repeat Chapter 7. The Bible. <laughs> why am I doing all the ad reads? Is it because you're nasty voice? My nose Bible so brawl. Stuffy. This game is insane. It's, it's absolutely safe for work, but not safe for Sunday school. But it's hilarious. If you haven't in case you didn't know, the Bible is not PG rated. It's not. It, Tim knows because oh, he yeah. just he just preached through Esther, and Esther was very not PG rated, an R rated book of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Not a beauty pageant, Andrew. It's a booty pageant. That's my line. That is my line. <laughs> I it, stole it, and, and it is man, so good. It landed it, well. It is such a good the, line. Like, the eyebrows <laughs> went up. Oh, it was so funny. And then and then I added the. I'm gonna get in trouble for that. After I said the line, that was so good. Not yesterday, Frank. It was last week. Oh, I love it. Speaking of love, we love the Backseat Leadership Podcast. It's like, a conversation for leaders who don't find themselves in the driver's seat. There's actual content there. It's deep stuff. find that here. Youth Ministry University. You should train your team. Hashtag train your team, formerly DYMU. Get them thinking, breathing, and smelling the same thing. I don't think I can smell anything right now. You definitely can't. I don't want to smell you either. Andrew. I, I smell like Gap Cologne. I bought it from the Gap factory outlet. Well, Just have a sniff. Yeah, it doesn't smell terrible. I'll give there you that. You go. Speaking of not sounding terrible, we have some 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 great sounding podcasts in the DYM podcast. Yeah, network. check out 15 Minutes with Frank. 15 Minutes with Frank. He's prolific. He pumps out new episodes all the time. Bi-annually. Bi-annually. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. He's a hey. guest. He's a guest here. I think James has a new episode that yeah. just came out of Soul Keeper. Go check that one out. Lots of no, good stuff Noles on there. just came out with a new Noles episode just about out, yeah. onboarding volunteers. Youth That's Ministry solid. hacks. YM hacks. Again, real content, yeah. less silly. Yeah. Actual <laughs> content. Go check them out. Go check them out. 
well, I don't know what your week in ministry looks like, but we as a family are taking off today. We are, I am working today, if you can call this work, uh, working today and tomorrow, which means we got to get a sermon pumped out tomorrow. We've got a guest preacher on Sunday, Steve Miller, my dad's preaching, so I'm going to go in Wednesday morning, get everything set, then we're going to head up to Jacksonville for Turkey Day. Frank, you are here. Uh, how long is your, your vacation going to last, buddy? I'm here till uh, I'll probably leave Saturday morning uh, the next weekend, so after Thanksgiving, and I'll do the drive back to uh, the Great White North. It's how white how long is that drive? Uh, about over about 24 hours. Yeah, a, little more, a little more when you take in stops. So, do you podcast? Do you audiobook? What do you and your wife Dude, do? Dude, we drive? discovered a there's a, there's a Stephen King novel. Okay, that we're listening to. I love audiobooks. And, yeah, Same. I love it. And and uh, this book was 18 hours. Perfect from beginning to end. And it's the most gripping, thrilling thing ever. It keeps me up while I'm what driving. It? It's called the Institute. Okay. And I don't want to say anything else because it'll give away stuff. But it's it's about it's about like uh, these really really genius kids and people abducting them. It's okay. pretty good. You heard it from Frank. If you're looking for a great audiobook that's fun for the whole family, <laughs> the <laughs> Institute by Stephen King. The Institute. Great family fun. Put away the Adventures in Odyssey and bust them out the Institute. <laughs> Who's listening to Adventures in Odyssey still? What? You don't listen to that? You don't have no. that cassette? Come on. I still have the tapes. Uh, it's actually on Right Now Media, and I introduced my kids, and they there you were go. Not, as, not as fascinated as I was. And then I tried to show Your them. Your kids don't want to go to Wit's End? Look, I tried to introduce them to McGee and Me, which still holds a it's, special place in my heart. McGee and Me is basically Lizzie McGuire. I know. <laughs> it was before Lizzie. I feel like Disney Christian should be sued. That's right. Culture is always trying to copy us. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Jerry says, appreciate you guys. Thanks for rocking. Hey, uh, we, we appreciate you. Uh, happy, merry Thanksgiving. Yeah. Hey, should we talk about uh, what's happening here on February 21st to the 23rd of 2022? How could we not talk about the I mean, practically pastoring? We should probably have a slide in our ads or be, something. That'd be great. <laughs> the practically pastoring conference, it's... Being held at Lakeview Church in Tarpon Springs, it's the one that my bestie Frank, works there. Frank visited there yesterday. He loved the view, That's as great. will you. You're you're gonna love everything about this conference, Frank. Can we give them one just just one little nugget? I know you've been saving something. Give them one little nugget that this is why they don't want to miss this conference. Friends will be made. You, they just talked about it. How great would it be if you had a Dropbox folder where you can share sermons? Well, you can make some new friends. Have some graphics. Yeah, and then create a giant Dropbox folder. And and and, and there will be some opportunities for peer building. It, it, listen. It now, when you say peer building, we're not talking about in the lake for fishing. No, no, yeah. I do want to build a peer. So if you guys want to band together and do this for <laughs> we me. We could actually have peer building. I'll have, buy the materials. We can build the peer. Do you have to dam it off to get the posts in? Good question. I've never, never, I've never built a peer that We're way. not doing that, but okay. you said peer building. Right. Okay. I'm talking about is if your title has the word pastor in it, you should be there. Youth associates. Youth associate kids, even us dumb campus pastors, <laughs> you wow. can be there. Wow. And it's going to be a great time of community, of a lot of fun, a lot of friends. It's it's going to be a great time. It's February 21st to 23rd. You're not going to miss it. It's, it's like one of the cheapest conferences you can go to. And as we talk about on the other podcast, if you personally DM me, I got a promo code for you. There you go. Slide into Frank's DMs, get a promo code. And you heard it from Frank the Tank himself. If you show up to the Practically Pastoring podcast, all of us 
have a shared Dropbox. We will have all of the pastoring conference, conference, which we will be doing the podcast there too. But we're actually going to put together a Dropbox. And I can't believe he told you this. This was going to be a surprise. Uh, (laughs) Every single sermon that we have ever preached. That's not true. will be in that Dropbox. (laughs) And we're going to share it with you. Thanks for coming to the Practically Pastoring Conference. Frank said it. There will be sharing. There, there will be sharing. It'll be a Dropbox with every sermon ever. With but. every sermon that we have ever preached. <laughs> Frank said it. That's a lot of sermons. Frank said it. That's a lot of sermons. It's Thanksgiving. You've got work to do. Enjoy. Gobble, gobble.